Guys, Crypto with Dini and it's Dini here, another podcast. Um, today I've got Niall O'Reilly on with me from Wavelength. Uh, Niall, you're very welcome. Dini, thanks a million for having me. Pleasure to be on. Deadly, man. Um, so I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll chat a little bit about what crypto means to you personally sort of first and, and then we'll sort of get into Wavelength a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Um, first off though, whereabouts are you based, man? Just outside of uh, of Kells, County Meath here. So uh, based in Ireland at the moment. You're on the island. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about how how you got into to crypto. What what attracted you to it, or what was your journey in? I suppose. Yeah, so like I I would say to start maybe maybe three or four years ago, I I kind of you know I would have seen maybe a little bit around the Bitcoin um, idea or craze, and and that was kind of the initial you know, I guess, onboarding to, to crypto, which happened quite a long time ago. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't have too much money to put back into it then. I was only starting work, um, finding my feet and, and the like. So it was it was just really the interest in the, in the more of the speculative nature at the time. Um, so I'd been introduced to cryptocurrency, you know, from, like I said, maybe maybe three or four years ago. Um, so since I, I, I'd worked um, in, in KPMG um, and towards the latter end of my contract, I guess I, I again, the, the interest maybe came back, sparked a little bit more. And there was a little bit, I guess, with Bitcoin, especially and just cryptocurrency in general, there was a bit more known about it at that time. I suppose the the idea and the concept had been fleshed out and um, it was taking a little bit more traction in the market. So at that time, again, I would have maybe retail invest, uh, invested in cryptocurrency. And um, like I said, towards the latter end of, of my contract in KPMG, I decided to take kind of a step into the space um, and learn more about, you know, I, I suppose the technology and the background and the ideas surrounding cryptocurrency in general, not only just from a trading standpoint or, or you know, exchanging or swapping currencies, but technically just the, you know, the, the technical aspects of what the idea was and why that was kind of, you know, having so much traction at the time. Deadly. Um, it's crypto so broad. I think that's one of the things that, makes it so difficult to go from being an O-coiner to understanding it because even those of us who are in the space, we don't understand everything in the space. Um, well, what sort of areas attract you? Like we've metaverse gaming, internet 3.0, we've sound money, we've, what sort of takes your interest and why? I suppose the web web three or, or the next year of the internet is really where I'm most um, interested in in terms of the yeah the technology that's that's behind cryptocurrency in general and as you mentioned you know from going from a no no coiner to even just exchanging or trading I mean there's so much more that that, that falls outside even that bracket that people you know find it difficult to kind of understand um, the general concepts behind the idea because it, it it's so early in 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 its in its days, and uh, I suppose when when I'm when I initially started that, you know, I was in the same boat. My understanding of cryptocurrency was was very very basic. Um, I would have known how to set up an exchange account and and buy some of the tokens or or the coins. That was about as far as it was. But once I you know learned a little bit more and and look, there's so many resources out there. Just you know, podcasts, YouTube. You know, it, it wouldn't take long to kind of be brought up to speed by just spending a week on YouTube and, and understanding, you know, what it is, the, the ideas and the concepts are behind it all. So 
yeah, Web3 or, or the next iteration of the internet is really where I'm focusing my attention on, um, you know, especially with Waveland, but just in general, um, how the technology is transforming the space of the internet and the ideas behind that. And, and I guess the the direction that Web3 can kind of go in, not, not only in the next, you know, two to three years, but the next 10 years, how different maybe the landscape of the internet might look. Yeah, I want to get into Web3 uh, in, in a second and for you to try and break it down and explain it to us. But just before we do, um, do you, obviously you're, you're heavily invested into this space because you're building a company within it. But aside from that, would you personally invest into other crypto assets, anything particular? I do indeed, yeah. So, like, I I would invest in you know a lot of a lot of maybe you know the top ten currencies. Um, outside of that, I I guess my because I understand a little bit more about the technology. I know that I want to you know I want I want to be able to push for um you know my investment portfolio to be maybe as you know as safe as it possibly can within the space because I understand that you know a lot of the top currencies that are out there that are. You know that are driving it on or are, are bringing around mainstream adoption essentially is you know the likes of bitcoin the likes of ethereum the likes of cardano the likes of um you know bnb these kind of main currencies that would take you know a large part of my you know personal investment into the space and it's like you said obviously i'm invested with with the business but you know a lot of my personal holdings would actually be in cryptocurrency as well so i've kind of you know now i've paid myself to the mast in, in a way that you know, my, my ideas about this space is, is, you know, entrenched in what I'm doing right now. So I understand that maybe there's, there's kind of risk reward, but I, I see, I see no other direction for the future of many things to be, you know, quite cryptocurrency related. Deadly. What would be the, what would be your biggest position in your, in your portfolio? Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, yeah. Um, not, not, not so much because of technology, but because of the, the idea that it's, it's a digital asset um, you know, I think people are understanding a little bit more because it's it's kind of had a head start on the competitors and a lot of the kind of movement in cryptocurrency markets really moves and transforms around Bitcoin itself. It's kind of the the gold standard as such for cryptocurrency. I mean, it's 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 approximately I think fifty percent of the market capitalization, the entire market capitalization of of cryptocurrency in general. So. It's paving the way really for the rest of them. And I think that would it will continue to do so for a long, long time. Um, you know, Ethereum obviously is a kind of a direct competitor, but it's it's kind of doing things differently in a way. And I think it Bitcoin will be compared against, you know, commodities, against you know, derivatives, against the debt market. In general, it's it's kind of weighted again differently um to the rest of the coins now that it's more seen as maybe a digital asset it's being compared to the likes of gold and things like that so i think that it, it will lead it'll, it'll pave the way for cryptocurrency in general for a long time to come so um hence hence kind of me holding it personally is is probably you know for 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 one of those um, well many of those reasons really you know yeah um deadly and would you think for me i don't sort of classify ethereum and bitcoin as the same or mm -hmm. in competition, but we are we all have different sort of theses around it. I see Bitcoin as being, you know, the world's chance at sound money, and uh, and and Ethereum has not been able to achieve that. Am I a bit ignorant in my thesis there, or would you push back on that or educate me? Yeah, I, I like I think that they're. I don't think that they're maybe so closely in 
like you know as, as competitors like like you said like I, I do agree with that statement but I think that there, there's going to be more ways of of winning for either of them than just one winning outright if that makes sense I think they offer different solutions and um while they are kind of they're turning to be a little bit different I think Bitcoin in the early phase was that would have this global adoption of a completely decentralized financial system I know that Ethereum is setting out to do that now but how the transition has happened, especially with Bitcoin, you know, in, in the last maybe five, six years, is that it's becoming more of a an asset to hold and um allow to appreciate over time as opposed to, you know, the the you know the the trading nature or the transactional nature that I think Ethereum is setting out to achieve. Now, I don't believe that Ethereum is, you know, out there ahead of the rest of the competitors that they that they have right now. I think they're early to the game and you know have their own transaction issues with the cost of transactions, the co- you know the, the taxation that's incurred on that, um, and the price to actually just make those transactions. So they have their own, I guess, problems to solve as well for them the line. But I certainly think that while they're not directly in in competition, I, I I do see a lot of you know potential for for both of them to compete in. Whether like I said, maybe they're not in in, in similar markets, but I I do I do feel I I, I generally feel that. Um, the both of those players will will probably be leading the and paving the way for quite some time to come. Do you know? Awesome. Um, Internet three for dummies. Yeah. <laughs> Help yes. us understand what it is. Okay, so I think the best way of explaining is to is to start with where I guess the internet began and where it's the direction maybe it's taken since. So, Web one essentially was around the time of the dot-com boom when internet first came about and you know people were in a way you know fighting for online spaces and you know traffic towards their sites now it was very much you know write you know writing your own code base and um there wasn't quite there wasn't quite a lot of interaction so you know people will come onto the internet for news articles for you know information pieces for news it was very much a one-way system where the consumer would utilize the internet to i guess get their information from and, and this was around the time of the dot-com boom and um people could go on to a space and, and a server where you know google at the time wasn't just the the sole um internet provider as we all know today that 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 it was um, you know, many different, you know, many different spaces where, where people could interact and, you know, involve themselves in communities through forums and things like that. And really Web.0 was, was the beginning of, of the internet as we know today. Then came, came along Web 2.0. This was what we know today as the Facebooks, as the Googles, as the Twitters. The, the internet really today is owned by no more than maybe five or ten uh, companies that, that we that we all have heard about, um, and the idea behind Web 2.0 was that it was in in involving the consumer in the internet now more than ever, where we could interact a lot more. So it wasn't just a one way system where we could actually get stuff back from the internet. So the whole thing around what Facebook had did with you know communities and being able to interact with other people and involve themselves in spaces was really what Web 2.0 set out to achieve the not so much the issue well the issue of what web 3.0 was trying to solve is that the the companies that have come into the web 2.0 space that have um i guess taken a complete monopoly over it is what web 3.0 was really trying to solve and the models or the business models that these companies are implementing in the space 
is not quite user centric or as user centric as it kind of should be because at the end of the day, you know, the consumer is the product, the user is the product. We all use internet and technology today, but what we get in return is quite limited. And when you think of it that way, I think that's the best way of explaining it to the ideas of Web 3.0 and what it's trying to solve for the user base. So Web 3.0 is really coming in to solve the idea that people can own their own piece of the internet outside of the top five, 10 technology companies that we know today. So um, it's really going to become a quite a user-centric model whereby communities, networks, you know, the internet in, in general will not only be um, you know, run or, or interacted by users, but it'll be user owned, it'll be user governed, it'll be user moderated, it'll be profit sharing. And these are the ideas that not only Web3, but cryptocurrencies essentially try to solve that, um, that the business financial model of the internet is sort of broken, where the majority of the wealth is, is hosted and held by a lot of these, well, not, not too many of these companies, but we all know them today. And um, Web 3.0 is, is the next iteration of the internet where we're creating a, a completely decentralized, um, a completely autonomous and a completely user-centric um, model that favors the user as opposed to the five to 10 technology companies that really own and, and run the space. And um, that's what Web 3 is, is setting out to achieve. Yeah. It's no wonder it's so uh, so difficult to try and get your head around it because, you know, we're, we're calling them cryptocurrencies, but really that's got nothing to do with a currency. You know, it's basically changing everything in the, in the world as we know it and yeah. how it will work. Um, could you walk us through maybe some examples of, let's say Web3 continues to evolve and grow. Like practically, how's my life going to change? What's the world going to look like? What industries are going to be disrupted and, and how? Yeah, so I think the best the best example that's has come into utility or, or there's a real use case for at the moment is the idea, well, there's there's two that come to mind, but the idea that are around the metaverse um, is, is kind of one of the biggest movements that's happening today. We, we, we've, we've heard it for, for a lot of people in the Web3 space, they might have already understood about the metaverse, but you can already see the, the mainstream social is actually starting to pivot and what Facebook are currently doing in the movement towards meta, this idea that, um, you know, that they're creating these spaces where we can interact in now. Well, that's a, well, that's kind of a, maybe a niche market of web three space. You can already see it actually starting to play out in the web two socials, such as, you know, Twitter already people are able to put NFTs as, as their profile pictures you know, you can actually tip people through Bitcoin on Twitter. That's one movement, you know, with Facebook, it's it's the movement towards the metaverse. You know, they all, they years ago tried their own cryptocurrency. I think it was called DM currency from right. Um, and they were trying to implement, you know, the ideas of, or the, the fundamental ideas around cryptocurrencies. Um, the best example that I know that's being used today, because I know that the metaverse is, is quite new. And I guess in web three, the, the ones that are maybe taking place are Decentraland or, or Sandbox. These are kind of the two, um, you know, the two biggest metaverse projects in, in the Web3 space. But there is an, an, an idea around, you know, play to earn, which is really what the, in, in my view anyways, is, is the main utility for this Web3 space and what's actually happening. So if you think about any, you know, the, the gaming industry in general today, if you Fortnite, if it's Call of Duty, if it's even FIFA that, you know, you go out, you purchase these, um, you purchase these games and you play them. But 
all the time that you're actually spending on these platforms. Now, obviously, gaming is a, is a very enjoyable industry. People do it as, as a pastime, but the movement now has become a little bit more Web3 focused where the where the, the, the platforms are now actually going to start rewarding the users for the time that they're spending on the platform. So Axie Infinity is a game where you can get you can download it as an application on your phone. And essentially you can enter into battles with you know little little avatars and um actually earn rewards from the platform by actually using it. So the time that you're spending on these platforms, which we all know today is is happening to pretty much how is you know, how is the revenue earned? Revenue is earned through through cryptocurrency. Um, so you earn rewards through cryptocurrencies that you earn from the platform. Now, the platform has a has a business model that's built around its main cryptocurrency, but they've used the cryptocurrency and they've implemented it into the game. So when you play the game and you earn rewards, you actually you know just I guess get get those rewards back into your pocket through cryptocurrencies in general. So. You're now being rewarded and incentivized to utilize the game a lot more because, I guess you know you're you're actually earning a financial return on your investment as such. So, which your financial invest or your investment today is is time. So, um, this is what the Web three model is trying to solve. It's already started to play out and play to earn. So, the movement of these these you know PlayStation or, or Xbox games is going to become a lot more user centric where. The, the model is built to favor the user and not the business as as, as, as we kind of currently know the business model to kind of work today. Um, the, the metaverse idea is really about owning your own space. Um, now the internet is, is one thing, but within each metaverse as such, there's plots of land, there's, there's spaces where people can come and they can interact. But essentially the, the metaverse is built for the owners to actually own and, and govern that and govern that space. So this is the whole new idea that yeah the, the user is really in focus as such and um these are just two kind of examples that are playing out today that some people have heard of other others haven't i think what what facebook has done with meta would would mean that there's 2.2 billion people out there in the world that understand that that there's a movement coming down the line here um and this has already been playing out in web3 and different metaverses already so this is how it's essentially going to maybe you know influence and affect our lives um, we all use social media, um, so the movement has already started to happen, um, but the, the fundamental ideas are already playing out in Web3 in, in different spaces that people don't really are, have yet to understand or um, look into just yet. But I think this is the, this is the idea that's, that's starting to play out right now that, that will you know, be life-changing, really. Right. Um, the, so the Internet 3.0, it's sort of like, allowing me to tokenize all my data, all my, all my stuff I do online, potentially tokenize maybe everything, uh, which I think is cool. Um, because I'm still trying to work this out in my head, the different iterations of it and how it works out. Like, does that mean that I can collateralize my digital value? And I don't even know. Yeah. That's it's, uh, you obviously it, it, get this stuff, but I'm still working through, like, how does this yeah. affect my life? Uh, I suppose one thing I do like is that we sort of democratize investing. You know, let's say with property, if I want to invest into property, I need to be wealthy. You know, mm -hmm. I need to have at my disposal a couple of hundred K. But would this Internet 3.0 allow, you know, someone who doesn't have that sort of collateral at their disposal 
because they can fractionally invest, I suppose, just in, in that example. And I know it's it's off the topic of what we're talking about, but there's there's so many. It's going to disrupt everything, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, like I think the, the, the main point that came out of that, you know, explanation there was that, you know, collateralizing your own data or, you know, financially rewarding yourself for the data that you're providing to the platforms is 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 really the idea. So, you know, the time that you're spending is 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 providing huge, like vast amounts of data to these platforms. So not being rewarded for that, it's it's like if you're sinking your time in into a into actual work, you know, you're trying to bring value to the company that you're working for. If you're if you're if it's your startup, you're doing the exact same. So you should be rewarded for that time that you're that you're providing because it's wealth accrual. You're 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 I know it's it might be small if, if you have a small maybe if you if you have a small following or if you have a small business online, but there's still a lot of value that's associated with that. And the network is only as strong as the you know the network participants. And if there's you know two billion people using you know Facebook, there's a lot of value that each individual person is bringing to that platform. So they should be you know rewarded for that. And that's the idea that your data is very as as we all you know understand today like it's it's what it's what makes these companies so much money is our individual data so if you're bringing value to the network you should be rewarded for that it's in some way in, in some positive way that allows you to you know continue to want to bring value to that that network the problem is is that people just assume that this is the that this is the gold standard that uh Facebook are providing me a completely free service or Twitter are providing me a completely free service I can build my business on this I can, you know, I can build my brand on this. I can build build my personal identity on this, gain a lot of followers, traction. And, you know, I could monetize this further down the line. But, you know, what happens if Facebook decide to just, you know, remove you from the platform or Facebook or, or Twitter decide to change their algorithms that directly yeah. influences you? I, and I, I've, I've actually you? experienced that. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. And, yeah, but, and but it can be um, We got our ad account turned off because we breached the, the guidelines, which you mm. would need a team of legal people to understand what you can and can't say. And the irony of it was, it was posted, I had organically posted. They prompted me with it to go boost this post. So I'd done what they told them. And then it was like, it's against community guidelines. I'd done that three times over the period of 12 months and my ad account was turned off. Now the ad account is the lead generation for a business. And mm. the business was literally, the lead generation was switched off and it was really stressful. And um, it was it was a really difficult time for the business, and it showed me the uh, the the how exposed that any business is, and businesses larger than 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 my business was at the time that have cash flow and and staff, and literally by just doing what they were prompting me to do, my ad account was switched off. Therefore, we were you know we 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 could not advertise at the extent that we were used to, and we Facebook was our number one lead generation. It was a couple of years ago. But it really did give me a shock as to how how exposed I am to this one uh, company and that uh, I better be careful in future, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's that's a complete like this is the the direct impact of what's happened there is the idea of you know cryptocurrencies and you know web three that you're creating a model that would be completely decentralized. So if you ask yourself the question. Who were the decision makers that you know decided that what the material that you were posting on on your socials was not within their guidelines? Who are the people that make those decisions? You know, they're, they're people that we don't know. You know, and, and it's and it's based on you know God knows what 
biases or, or ideas that they have to, you know, want to push something out on the platform or decide not to push it. So you need to consider who the decision makers are in this process. So if it's the community, if the, if the network of Facebook are the people, why isn't it the people that get to, you know, make that choice architecture surrounding what gets onto the platform and what doesn't get onto the platform. And that's the idea of Web3. That's the idea of cryptocurrency, that we can create a completely, you know, decentralized model that where the value is, uh, the value and the decisions and the moderation and the governance is decided by the people or the networks that use these platforms, as opposed to, you know, the platform that like Facebook or Twitter, that these decision makers are are made by people that they employ to come in and, and decide what's right and what's wrong. And it's 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 a very difficult, you know, it's a it's a very difficult decision to be made, but it it, it happens all the time. And, and this is to that example, it's 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 happening to loads of businesses out there that you know use these platforms as their as their you know main leads or, or they're they're bringing in a lot of their revenue from these. So you know with a flick of a switch that can end tomorrow you don't know so there's there's a lot of um there's a vulnerability there let's say that's that is, that's associated with the current models and this is what this is what web3 is setting out to solve deadly um let's chat a little bit about wavelength um, yes tell us a little bit about what it is what you're doing yeah so wavelength is a decentralized social media platform um what we're looking to achieve is to financially incentivize and reward the users for using the platform. So essentially the, the direct examples would be that if you're you know posting on your news feeds or you're talking within communities, and this is more what we might what we probably know in, in the cryptocurrency community as your Discords or your Telegrams, that right now it's a one-way system. Obviously, there, there's a lot of value that is associated with these networks because they're they're built out. You know, you're only as strong as your network. The more people that use it, the stronger it becomes. So what we're setting out to achieve is to completely reinvent the wheel with the business model that we're implementing. So we're going to be creating our own native cryptocurrency, which will be a wave token. And by positively contributing to the platform, you will be rewarded through cryptocurrencies um, that get sent back to your wallet address within the, within the platform itself. So contributions, the idea around contributions would be, you know, gaining a follower base, you know, posting regularly, you know, retaining your user base, coming back to uh, communities, it would be interacting with in a community on a regular basis. It's, you know, getting positive reactions from people that are within your communities and any positive engagement or positive contribution that happens on the platform will be reflected through the thing called a season pass. So a season, the season pass will be implemented on a on a regular basis. It will probably happen twice a year and last for a range of six months each time. And essentially, what you do is you level up through the season pass from level one to one hundred. And the higher levels that you go, the more rewards that you receive at each level. So while the rewards at level one to ten might be small, it means that if you continue to push and you continue to drive engagement and you bring more people onto the platform and you're building out your own network that will lead to more um, contributions that will be earned by you directly by the platform. But not only that, eventually that, that when, when the platform becomes profit-making and the financial utility comes into the platform, which is when we get more users on board, when we can drive our advertising model on the platform, those revenues and those profits get redistributed back to the community as well. So now there's the incentive to actually financially 
you know, earn your 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 revenue as a as a primary source of revenue from the platform, which is Wavelength, back into your wallet. So, really, the business model surrounding Wavelength is what we're solving, which is you know completely Web three driven. Um, it's completely cryptocurrency driven, and um, it's reinventing the wheel essentially that that we're that we're implementing these um, ideas and concepts onto the platform where we're creating a completely decentralized network, a completely decentralized social media platform, whereby it's it's ran, governed, and owned by the community. So this is like, Facebook is your competition, is it? Not so much. Um, Facebook, because Facebook are pivoting to the metaverse, they're actually no longer our competition. Um, they would have initially been, but the issue with putting them into the same category as our competition would be that they're completely Web2 based. You know, anyone that's in Web3 that's building out a social media platform is essentially more our competitors because these are the people that will be, you know, I guess, fighting for, for market share you know, further down the line, as opposed to what Facebook is probably doing right now, which is there, of, of course, their user base is huge, but their user base are probably not Web3 native. They, 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 they probably don't understand the space just yet. You know, we're only, we're very new to, you know, cryptocurrency right now. It's probably not for another five to 10 years before it'll realize it's few, you know, it's, it's true value or nature. It's, it's early stage. It's probably in its minimum viable product stage if you were looking at an overall idea of a company so we're early we're early doors but there are you know competitors that are out there that are you know pushing for this idea of a decentralized social media platform which you know listening to leaders in the space you know that are that are speaking about web3 regularly will be saying that this is something that will impact our lives in in, in 10 years time are these decentralized models and the internet or social media is certainly one of these spaces that has huge potential for implementing these ideas in. So um, they, yeah, F Facebook are a competitor for their user base, but we're really targeting the competitors that are already in the Web3 space. In the Web3 space. Okay, and, and Facebook aren't going to go into that space. They're going to stick with their centralized model. Correct. Yes, and and it seems and it seems that way that they they are completely in a, in a centralized model. Um, and it's interesting to even see how the how the metaverse works because I'm not sure entirely about the ownership structure that will take place in the metaverse. If people will truly own their own spaces, their own you know plots of land, their own virtual homes, their whatever it might be that's going on there. I'm not sure how the ownership model will work will work or how they will implement it without involving themselves with you know some form of financial model that would implement cryptocurrency at, at the fore and i mean they've tried that before with their previous currency and it didn't go to plan so i'm i'm, I'm interested to see what what they do um, and how they compete with already you know decentralized metaverses that are out there and um, you know at the moment such as you know sandbox or, or decentraland right now yeah for the likes of let's just say a decentralized metaverse because it's it's virtual land how is the scarcity maintained why can't mm. they just make more and well yeah this at is at least in a centralized way then yeah i and and, and this is it in a, in a centralized way and and this is this, this is to the point of how the financial structure works behind this you know if you're owning land or you're build you know you're building on what it might be in the metaverse 
where does the, where does, how does the financial model work in a centralized way? Do do you go on board with your credit card? Does it accrue value and then you can cash out eventually one day? Is it you know cross chain? Can you bring what you've built in that metaverse to another metaverse if it's central? If it's you know centralized, this is the idea of a completely decentralized place that it's in it's interoperability that you can actually bring things from one place to another without the need for creating a new account or creating a new avatar or creating a new plot of land. So really, I don't know how it will work in, in a centralized way. And I, if, if anything, I, I don't believe that it, it, it could work because the the financial incentives aren't aligned with the user base. So I'm really unsure of, of how that will play out with, with the likes of um, with the likes of Facebook and, and what they're doing with Meta. Yeah, no, even with, with the likes of, say, Sandbox and that, because I don't understand them, I'm like, how is the scarcity maintained? Hmm. Yeah, so the scarcity, I'm sorry, yeah, the, the scarcity is- How really can they not made... print more land or create more land? Because it is virtual land, so technically it's easily achievable, I suppose. What what governs that? Hmm. It, 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 would be, it would be implemented on day one, really, whether there are these things called them, they're, they're known as emissions, whether it's you know, being able to create more of something. Um, it's for the for the primary example with Bitcoin, there's a finite number of Bitcoin that's that 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 that's available. You know, the smart contracts and the technology would never allow Bitcoin to be able to create more of itself. So it's like it's like virtual land, you know, built into the technology or or the things called smart contracts, which which they're known by um in, in tech language, is that you know you can either create more of something or you, or you can't and um that will be decided upon you know with with this with a, with a centralized uh with a centralized platform the decision makers of that would be you know the shareholders or the people that run that or govern that at the top level but in a decentralized world that would be decided upon by the user base so you would have a majority share or you know it would be built on the decision makers which are the people that use the platform so to bring around scarcity um it's likely that there will only be a finite amount of the thing that you can actually create which would be in this instance in the metaverse land um to go out and create double or triple the size of, of, the, of the mental land it would depreciate the value of the current land that's there so likely that that's not achievable by 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 right of these, you know, new um, metaverses such as Decentraland or or Sandbox. Sweet, I took you on a bit of a tangent there. Sorry, I was just trying to help you. No, no, you're fine. Understand, understand. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about the roadmap for uh, Wavelength. Yeah, so in approximately three weeks, we're 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 getting investor ready at the moment. Um, so what that essentially means is that we're building out our our documentation, we're updating our updating our website, getting our, our materials and our story in order, and I guess revised to the point that we can go to investors or venture capital firms that we're hoping to bring investment in. Um, and that's happening in, in the next number of weeks. So. Like I said, we're getting investor ready right now with the intentions of bringing in capital that will allow us to, you know, kickstart our kickstart our token, apply value to our token, so that we can push it out into the place that we need to um, on, on the early stage of this of this um, of building this platform. Um, we're currently in the build phase. Um, we're building on a protocol called Algorand. Um, they're, you know, a top, a top 20, top 30 uh, cryptocurrency by market capitalization um, right now. And they 
have introduced uh, um, an Algrand Foundation grant program that we were a successful recipient of, um, and they've allowed us to build on their protocol. So we're, we're I guess, using a, a, a separate protocol that allows us to build on top of it. It's such as what Ethereum does, where they provide the dev tools and rewards to bring third parties in to start building on their infrastructure, essentially. So we're doing the, the exact same thing right now. We're building that out as we speak um, by, by two of our internal engineers that we that we currently have employed on the tech team. Um, and that's with the intention of launching the platform um, in Q3 this year. So um, it's quite a bit away in terms of, it's, it's approximately six months away, but with our platform, because we're introducing tokenomics and you know people can earn rewards from the platform, the tokenomics need to be completely uh, you know, set up in the first instance. And the, the the thing that puts value to these tokens when there's no there's an initial supply, but there's no investment in there is when we go out to the venture capital firms in the next, you know, three to six weeks um, and you know, bring investment in that we can start associating value and putting value on the tokens or the total supply of tokens, which which is what we're looking to do before we launch. So when people come on board on day one they can start earning rewards straight off the bat. Um, so it's approximately Q3 when we look to launch on the platform. And then after that point, we're kind of instilling the roadmap where we're, we're, we'll, we'll be introducing our, our primary concepts onto the platform, which is the, you know, the new ideas that we kind of have and we want to implement. But right now, it's bringing around a beta version that people can start um, utilizing as soon as we possibly can. Okay. So, so this year, you're hoping to have a product that I can use Correct. Yeah. Cool. Have you, have you, how are you going to, how are you going to get the users or incentivize me to come? Yeah. So this is where the token would come into play. So right. with, with existing social media platforms, they've all had the bootstrap problem of, you know, spending massive amounts of money, you know, on marketing, on, on bringing people into the space by, you know, do you know, spending these quite highly cost, um, highly cost, uh, you know, financial, I guess, their financial costs that are associated with a company that are very hard to overcome when you're an early stage company um, because you need to build your brand, you need to bring users on. Because we're a consumer product, it means that users is, our, is pretty much our, our, our bottom line here. How many users can we get onto the platform? So with the token, what you can do is you can incentivize users to come on board. So with any project that you might have associated with yourself in the past, if it's if it's small or if it's big, there are incentives for people to utilize that token. For example, if it's Bitcoin, we have all these node providers that you know confirm the transactions. They use their computers to you know confirm these transactions and they receive rewards for doing so. So there's an incentive there for people to utilize the network. And it'll work the exact same way for our platform, which essentially means that we have these tokens that have value on day one that we can actually put out there to incentivize users to come on board. For example, if you want to refer a friend, you can earn rewards. If you bring more people onto the platform, you earn more rewards. Our marketing budget can be run by influencers that we can actually pay in our token as opposed to financially doing it through a fiat currency, which would take quite a more substantial amount of, of, of money. So this bootstrap problem, they call it, which happens with every early stage venture or early, early stage company is that 
um, in the early days, it's very difficult to, to overcome those financial um, costs that are associated with running a company. But with a token, we can now incentivize users in a different way to carry out tasks that will bring users on board. Um, one of the one of the actual things we've we've ran it would be good to for your community base today listening is to actually sign up to our to our to our website. Um, they can put in their email on the website to be included in the beta version testing of our platform. So there's a thirty thousand dollar reward uh, worth in cryptocurrency in our in our native cryptocurrency for people to earn. Um, and all they need to do is refer, refer people onto the platform. So that's actually already received close to 130,000 uh, users or signups so far in the last you know two to three weeks, which is which is extremely strong for for our product because already now we have a we have a, a base layer of, of people that will be introduced onto the platform on day one, which is um, which is which is which is brilliant for Wavelength. Wow, um, that's awesome. With, with the token. How do you, or is there a way to like get, give it stability, the value of the token? How, is, how does that achieve stability or, or, or is that just going to come down to the demand of it? It comes down to demand. Um, you know, when we do our, our venture capital raises, we're, we're intending then to hit the market, you know, basically hit the market. So that's what the investor side will look like when you can go on to, you know, maybe maybe not maybe not from the get-go that this would be the idea in the future that you could go on to the mainstream uh, providers or exchanges like coinbase like binance um you know like kucoin these kind of big exchanges that are out there where people can buy and sell your token so that's where the demand actually happens which will be on the exchanges now where demand for the supply comes into play is what we actually are looking to implement into the transactions that happen when people buy and sell is a small transactional fee that um, will actually burn a small supply of the token each time. So we're looking to become a, a deflationary token, which basically in, employs a burn feature where a really small percentage of that token gets wiped out every time someone interacts with it. Um, now, it will be extremely small, but over time, when you're def when you're de a deflationary token, it means that you're short you're shorter you're shortening the supply over time, which with increased demand should allow your you know the price of the token to increase over time. Yeah, it's I'd be thinking about the the sort of maybe it's tokenomics or something. But let's say when Facebook started and ten years ago, I was or whatever amount of years ago, I was messaging my mates, going probably ringing them or text messaging them well get onto facebook yeah let's go crack mm. but they've never been like Danny, that's a ponzi scheme why are you trying to get me on that mm. but if i tell people to buy bitcoin or try to teach they're like that's a ponzi scheme you're pumping your own bags and it's because it's a network yes but you own part of the network versus with all the 2.0 networks that you spoke about you didn't own the network mm. yeah uh, if that makes sense is that a barrier is that something that that this internet 3.0 is going to have to get over do you think or or is it irrelevant or am i overthinking that you know let's say the tokenomics of of inviting people to to wavelength hmm. you know i'm rewarded if you join i'm incentivized to go and get loads of people to join which is great for wavelength but, but is that something that that's that's worthy of consideration uh, well look it, it is but i think to your point of of the idea of it being is it like just this is this is internet 3.0 get used to this you can own part of the network. This is better. 
but this 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 is kind of my bias. You know, this would be the essential bias with the ideas that that are happening in Web three point that that I currently have. I mean, I see no alternative for this for everything to move into this space in my own head. You know, this has sat with me now for close to a year. You know, I've I've quit my job. I'm I'm doing this you know this venture on my on you know with, with, with my team at the moment, and I've completely committed to the space. So it goes to show where my biases lie, I suppose. But you 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 said it really well there that okay, you're you're out there promoting this idea, okay? And yes, there's there's no getting over the the the, the idea that you are profiting from other people getting involved. 100 percent like that that's that's like anything really that you're it's like running a business it's it's it, it happens in everyday life you know everyone wants to you know incentivize other people for their own gain so that's just what happens in general but the difference in this the diff, like the biggest difference that you mentioned there was that you own a part of the network so if other people are currently buying bitcoin they're not buying something off you they're buying something off the network that they are involved in and they own a piece of that and that can never change. So, by owning something and having a having a you know, I guess the associated value with that obviously, hopefully, will increase over time. But the ownership share of that is really the, the fundamental ideas here that currently isn't happening in in anything that's Web two point So, um, do I think that it's it's something that people think of today? I mean. Web 3.0 and cryptocurrencies, like we're so early to this to this space, it's 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 hard to it's hard to comprehend even how big it's got in our own heads. We're looking at it, and we're going, this place, this this is huge. You know, cryptocurrency is massive, or so we think. But the mainstream the mainstream adoption for people out there is five to ten years away. You know, before we actually use this in our everyday lives, we're so far away from that right now that that's why people think. You know, when when you when you speak about this, and people see the fluctuations in price, and that's 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 probably one of the biggest issues. If if anyone that looks in to the to the details of what this is and what's actually happening in this in the background, as opposed to looking at your screen and saying, "Oh, I'm up twenty percent today," or "I'm down thirty percent tomorrow," if you actually looked into the technology and and the ideas that are behind it, I think people will come a long way to realizing that this really is the future. Um, and undoubtedly this like this this is me speaking but i've learned all my ideas from people that are way smarter than me in the space that i'm looking at these guys going i'm literally hanging off every word you're saying here like i i couldn't agree with anything more than you're saying and these are people that are, that are backing their you know their businesses and their and their personal lives and their livelihoods behind this idea too so right now while it seems like this it's the same at anything it's the same it was the same with facebook in its early stages it was like how could you know, like when if 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 you turn around to Facebook and the people you know that were building that on day one, and you said you know you're going to have 2.2 billion people that use your platform 10 years from now, they turn around and say like that's not even that like that's not even a real number. What like what are you kind of talking about? So that's like that's how far that space has come. And I think not only with just cryptocurrencies in, in general, but the space in general, I think it's gonna it's gonna go a long way in, in, in the future. But we're completely we're we're so early to the space right now that it's um it's quite hard to comprehend of how the potential size for this that and, and how how big it could be in the future too. Do you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I suppose what I'm sort of getting chatting to you is maybe the the key thing of Internet 3.0 is 
that I can I can own my P I can own my piece of the digital network. Yes. Um, you know, so perhaps it's about the property right, I suppose. Mm. Hear that said. Um tell us a little bit about um wavelength. So fast forward a couple of years. Mm. It's a big success. What's it look like? What can I do on it? Yeah, so this is where you're hoping to create a network that's you know that that has millions of people using it. Um, we're hoping that it'll be completely ran and governed by the by by the people that own it, and they drive it in a direction that is for good. Um, you know, we all we all know that the space right now. Well, like it, it's like it's like any space really. Like there's always there's bad actors everywhere that we go, but we're hoping that that, that the community that we can instill from day one. And the strengths of those communities will still be long lasting, you know, five years from now that these are still the people that still use this for the good of the platform. They want to, you know, do it for their own benefit, but for the benefit of the platform in the long term as well. So that it looks like it might feel like something we're familiar with today in that the network that's created is is positive and it's, and it's tech for good and it's and it's doing all the right things that it should be. And it's completely moderated by the by the user base that runs it. Um, you know, the ideas that we're instilling today will be the same if we have five users or if we have five million users. That will not change. We're doing that for good. We're just hoping that the network, that if we do have five million users, that those five million people are really positively, you know, impacting the network for good. And I think that that's what Bitcoin as a primary example is a use case that's happened out there that people are, you know, spending massive amount of money to contribute to the network, to the co contribute to the financial system that, Bitcoin runs right now that you can see that the networks like the network effects of that are so strong that people are willing to put you know so much time effort and resources into contributing to a network and that while it's a financial network that Bitcoin runs the same applies for a social network and that's you know web2 with Facebook or Twitter is a prime example of that that they can create these massive amount of people so i think further down the line for wavelength you know i see the same fundamentals of what's happening in bitcoin right now and looking at that in the future and saying okay people are people are positively contributing to this platform because they know that it's good for them and it's good for the platform not just for the platform and that it's user centric and people that are using it really gain they they extract the maximum amount of value from their time and their data that they're spending on the platform so yeah i think that the ideas that we have are brilliant but implementing it now is going to be the is going to be the real challenge. But you know that that's that's what we're here to do. We want to bring users on. We want to help them understand what the space is about in a UI, you know, a user experience friendly way as possible. You know, we want to make it easy for people to understand the you know what what's what's happening in the background here. So yeah, that that that's really the plan to get you know millions of users you know using using Wavelength in the future. Sure. And um, and what will I be able to do on it? Will it be sort of like my general social media or is there a particular direction user open yeah the, the, the direction on the beta version will be you know your baseline community servers so what we're we, we will will implement a news feed such as what you might experience maybe on twitter where you can follow people or you can see your for you page that you know is, is throwing out suggested interests to you based on your use of the platform but really our main focus is the community servers which is where the people will come and interact with each other so what we're doing around that space, um, and I can 
pick on some of the points maybe you know for what will come down the line but especially for the beta version we're kind of we're looking to challenge the current systems of what happens in telegram or what happens in discord that um people can come in those communities build out those communities but they can actually be financially rewarded i mean it it seems ludicrous in a lot of people's minds that well you know i'm only in a group chat how how in god's name could i earn rewards for just talking to people but that's what cryptocurrency well that's what we're that's what web3 allows you to do which is yeah it's, 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 it's beautiful it seems ludicrous to play a computer game and get paid for it but that's absolutely that's the reality right now <laughs> yes yes absolutely and and you're right and that's it's hard for people to grasp that concept because it's like well, where does it come from how are you making the money it's like well no well, hold on and think a second it's it's these businesses that are, there's, there's plenty of money that these businesses are earning they're just not sharing any of that wealth with you so that's the idea but w- within the community servers we're looking to i guess you know gain a lot of traction in that space so that you know even if you're in a small community and, and you're getting real you know positive feedback from the people that you're interacting with for just you know for just being a good person or, or, or a nice person or a friendly person online you know there's value to that you're bringing value to the network so you should be rewarded for that and you know further down the line we're we're talking about implementing nfts onto the platform i'm not sure if you're if yourself or your community base are you know familiar with this concept but you know that you can nft your own data that you can nft your own posts and your own engagement that would be something that will come down the line too um so there's more value creation and, and, and accrual, I guess, from the platform as well. Um, we're also looking to implement a thing called social tokens. Now, this is kind of a new concept that's happening out there where creator, where really the creator economy, um, you know, it's hard to earn revenue unless you have a massive following right now. But for people that are bringing a lot of value um, that mightn't experience that value accrual, um, I guess that's what we're looking to help those, those people achieve, that if you have a following base, people can actually have an ownership stake in you or your brand or, you know, the content that you're bringing to the platform as well. So it's all around the value sharing um, model. Um, and that's what we'll look to implement further down the line as well, alongside, you know, numerous things. I mean, we're going to have to move and evolve with the times and yeah. make sure that we're keeping up to the latest, you know, like gold standard of technology. So these are kind of just, um, you know, sm- small snippets of what we're looking to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It, it, that was cool what you said like you know your community can own you so almost you, your community can invest into you mm-hmm. and then it's like this virtual circle where the community lo- love what whoever they're invested in and they're also incentivized to help them succeed and it's like everyone mm-hmm. succeeds and the whole thing grows yeah it's it's basically just incentives isn't it that's what crypto is all about yeah it's it, like it's it's like instead of a instead of it being like a linear direction from a to b it's really just a i guess a, maybe a circle you know like it, it all it all just revolves around you know creating value to the next you know line in the chain like blockchain like you're 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 confirming one block to be able to create a new block and it just continues on that line it's it's the same as this kind of you know centric model that um that really involves everyone and you know incentivizes and, and builds those network effects you know yeah deadly that's really interesting uh Niall looking forward to keeping an eye on how that's going and I'll have to get my email in there on the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, web, website. Um, what, um, because you're working in the space, for anyone who might be listening who'd like to get involved into the space and maybe start working or building or get hired, you know, what sort of roles, what sort of people does the space need? 
yeah, so we're seeing a massive transition um, in the in the technology sector of the people that are, you know, the developers that are building the, the technology. So that's increased by, you know, in, in the last 10 years, it's it's gone from maybe, you know, there, the space, it's funny, the space is called Web3, but the technology is actually, you know, called, it's it's the technology that's called Web3 or the, the code base that these people, that these developers use. But the developer space, you know, 10 years ago, maybe had, you know, 300 developers, you know, it now has, you know, 18,500 developers in the space. So even from the people that understand the tech, like that really understand the tech, you can see outside of just the native uh, retail investor side, you know, the developers are believing in the space too. So barrier developer, which I can only assume is a very niche market. I mean, you need to understand this and have studied it over time. You need to understand blockchain, cryptocurrency, you know, decentralized finance. There's a lot to learn there and that wouldn't happen over time. If you wanted to get into the space, I think the best thing, depending on what your background is, of course, the best thing to do really is to, like in my view, would be to get onto YouTube or, you know, get onto Twitter, start following people that are familiar with the space, listening to podcasts such as your own, understand more about what the, the space is trying to achieve in the first instance. Like that's the that's the best starting point as opposed to buying, probably buying Bitcoin for the first time. And I think that's what a lot of people do in the first instance. But I mean, if you're if you bought it for the first time and you put in a hundred euro, I think if you started understanding the space and then you bought it, you would probably put in a thousand euro after the point because you'd you'd believe what you were actually reading and you could see no other you could see no really other alternative for the way the space is going. But yeah, like get onto YouTube, listen to the people that are speaking about this, that are knowledgeable in the space, that are way smarter than way smarter than me and can probably put it into better terms than I can and just sink a bit of time into this because um yeah i think you'll 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 eventually find a direction for getting involved in some form or capacity if it's joining a telegram group and helping the community grow in that or it's you know if you're if you're from an it and, and a, a technology a technology background maybe it's starting to pivot into a web3 developmental space right now where you can see a trend starting to happen you say well do you know what's the salaries even you know the people <clears throat> The developers in this space are on high, high, high demand. Um, and that's probably the reason for why people are coming into the into the space more and more. So um, yeah, that, 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 that's probably the best place to start, I think, for a lot of people. And it's brilliant. Like the resources are there for all of us. You know, all it takes is to open up the open up Google and type it in and start learning. I think that's that's really there, there's so much value that's there for people um as that resource and, and i think people should really use it you know awesome that's deadly um my last question just for fun hmm. what, what do you think the price of bitcoin is in 2030 you can give me three answers okay <laughs> we won't we know it's not financial advice <laughs> yes 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 absolutely um of course it's 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 so speculative it's it's impossible to say but um like going off the going off the trend of what's happened in the past with anyone that's familiar with Bitcoin would, would understand, you know, the halving events that occur every four years. It seems that the general trend now, trends don't last forever, but it does seem that if it follows that trend in, into, into the future, and there's by 2030, I believe that there will be two more halving events if it happens every four years between now and then. So, you know, if that does happen and the trend continues to, 
to fall within that range of what people could have already seen. It's it's going to fall in excess of a million a million you know dollars of Bitcoin, and um, if that's the trend that it's that it's going to continue to follow, do I believe that'll happen? Like I I I, gen, I genuinely do. But again, people thought that Bitcoin was going to exceed 100k this year, and it didn't, and it's it's since quite fallen quite a bit. And um, so again, impossible to know. But the trend is certainly strong, and these halving events seem to always seem to always drive you know a huge a huge bull run after every single time um, it's happened. So on that trend, and and even even with the current dip in in Bitcoin in the last you know three to six months, it's still on track and on trend to do that. So you know, it's, it's, it's up a hundred and whatever percent since, you know, whenever, whenever it was, I think it was, I think it was 700 billion, maybe, maybe four years ago. Now it's, you know, it's close to 1.6 trillion right now. So look, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, but I think the best thing to do when you're, when you're speaking about the, you know, the price of it, I think consider it, consider it for the value it is today against alternative markets. So if you're pricing it in against, the rest of cryptocurrencies, it's probably not a really good way to do it because it's on its own trend line. As we know, it steps outside of a currency, even in fact, at, at, at this stage today, it's more of a digital asset. But if you're looking at, you know, the derivative markets or you're looking at gold or you're looking at other markets that Bitcoin will, you know, compete with in the future, not directly compete with, but compete with for market share. If you're looking at the financial system or you're looking at, you know, how much dollars that the U.S., where you know the US Treasury printed in the last you know year, I think when you when you mark them up against alternatives that are that it's close to in nature in terms of what it's trying to do, any financial market really, and you can see the market capitalizations of those, which often exceed you know hundred you know hundreds of trillions um or at least tens of trillions. If the market capitalization of Bitcoin right now was 1.7 million and the price is um you know, or maybe no, sorry, that's the, the entire market capitalization of of cryptocurrency. I think Bitcoin just could be around the one trillion mark right now, in in its own instance. That I think, yeah, and the price is thirty thousand or or whatever it might be, or close to that nature. Um, then yeah, then there's then there's I think there's huge potential for an, it exceeding you know a million in in, in twenty thirty. Yeah, and we have. As you say, it's it's very speculative. <laughs> it's impossible yes. to know because, like you quite rightly pointed out, most people we expected Bitcoin to be over 100k last year, and it wasn't. So it loves to prove us wrong. But it is very interesting because the brand, I think, is so strong in that most people have heard the name, and the network. There's an incentive structure of everyone within the network to promote the network. So it's, yeah. you know, maybe we're underestimating it. And with the yeah. halving events, with decreasing supply, yet we have rising demand. And, uh, and Bitcoin doesn't really care because it's just all the money in the world. What amount of that sits within Bitcoin and divide that by 21 million. So impossible to know, but, but yeah, who knows? We could be too bullish, we could be too bearish, or we could yeah. be right. But it's yeah. fun to speculate, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and look, if you're if you're simply sitting on the retail or the investment side of things and you're doing it for, you know, the gains and, and there's loads of people out there that do that as well and make a lot of money from it, um, then yeah, like I, I think that that there's no there's no doubt that it, it's like it's 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 so it's it's a lot of fun to be speculative. And I think um I think the trends 
the trends outside of just that speculative nature of people just buying and selling it would 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 be very very strong in the background and like you said the brand is is so strong and there's there's countries adopting as as, as its currencies it's um you know it's it's global you know no one it's it's the, it's never been hacked the network is strong there's incentivization there it's 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 hard to see it not you know trend in that direction yeah but um, what I was trying to sort of communicate there was as the as the demand increases, the network increases, therefore almost the Bitcoin army increases, but it's yeah. exponentially increasing. It's not just linear, like it's an exponential growth. So, um, you know, one of, one of my sort of thesis is that this thing, it, 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 uh, it overachieves what we think it's going to achieve because of those uh those factors i suppose that the, the army is increasing and uh, mm -hmm. but the army isn't just increasing gradually it's it's exponential growth like yeah, um, yeah which just absolutely. feeds into this virtuous growth a uh, virtuous cycle of growth i suppose but uh super interesting uh lastly how can uh how can we the guys connect with you Niall, and wavelength where's the best place to to check out what you're at yeah, so go over to our website. It's it's wavelength.io. Um, wavelength is spelled W-A-I-V as opposed to W-A-V-E um, and then length. And yeah, go over to the website, hop on there, follow us on Twitter, all our socials, you'll be able to get them from the website. Again, you can sign up to the referral program. You can contact us by email through the link there or, you know, follow us um, on, on, on Twitter or come into our Telegram group where, where people are discussing, you know, Wavelength on a daily basis. And I think they're the best ways to, to contact us and, and reach out. Sounds good. No, thanks very much. Wish you all the best and looking forward to uh, checking out your progress. Yes, Denny. Thanks a million for that. All the best.